Hi there. Welcome to another King's Daily. I'm Marcus, one of the leaders here at King's Church in Norwich. And whether you're part of the church family here or you found us from further afield online, it's great to be able to share with you this next passage from John's Gospel, which is John chapter 20, verses 19 to 23. This takes place after Jesus has been raised from the dead. Uh, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were in fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. So, uh, another uh, great passage, which uh, I hope will be a blessing to you. There are one or two tricky things here, but much is clear. So, uh, just to help us with structure, let's look at four words. Peace, scent, spirit and forgive. So first of all, uh, peace. Jesus says, peace be with you. In fact, he says it twice. And uh, um, th this is, of course, referring to the peace, that, which is first and foremost a peace uh, with God, a peace which is um, which is between us and God, the disciples and God, and to which his wounds testify. Jesus shows them his um, his his hands, and that would have been wounds from the nails there. And uh, he shows them his side, where the spear had gone in, in into him. And our sin, that was a source of such hostility between us and God, and kind of in, in both ways, but primarily on God's side, sin separates us from God. Our our sin separates us from God who is good and holy through and through. But by Jesus' death, uh, and our sin was dealt, well, dealt the death blow, if you like. Our sin was dealt with on the cross. And Jesus rises again and ministers this peace that he has won for them to his disciples. He says, peace. And then he shows them where the nails were and where the spear entered his side. This is a peace that he has one for them by his death and uh, so he says it again after he shows them look look that these these are the these are the wounds it's me i was the that the, i was crucified and i've risen again i'm here to minister peace to you and he says it again peace be with you jesus's death death was was necessary and is sufficient to give us peace with god and this is a peace which permeates our hearts and minds and flows out into our relationships. What a what wonderful words for us to hear today from the Lord. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Based on the, this wonderful evidence that we have of, of his death, this fact in history of his death and resurrection. Peace be with you. The second word I want to look at is send. Jesus sends them. Uh, he says, as God the Father has sent, as the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. Jesus sends his disciples out 
in the same way. And by implication, sends us out into the world to be ministers of this peace that we have received to others, to, to bring it to others, to tell other people about this wonderful peace that we enjoy and that they can enjoy too, a peace that's been made possible by Jesus's life, death and resurrection. And it's not a, it's not a subjective peace. Um, well, it, I mean, it, it is experiential, but it's, it's based on, uh, on the objective truth of, of Jesus' death and resurrection. And uh, again, just to underline the fact that Jesus shows his disciples proof that it's him, the one that died. He's now risen. He gives them, I was, was going to say evidence, but it's not, it's not really evidence. It's a bit of a weaker. He's standing before them. They can see him. They can see the wounds. It's blindingly obvious to them. They're not deducing that Jesus has risen from the dead. He's there in front of them. Um, they, they, they could see him. And they, actually, they ate with him later on which I'm sure we'll get to uh, in due course. We now, though, do have the evidence of their testimony, including John's words here to us. John is writing these things so that we would know that Jesus is the Son of God who gave his life for us so that we could have this peace that Jesus uh, in the flesh ministered to him uh, at this time. And so we're sent out to share this evidence, uh, this account, uh, and our, of course our experience and our lives too so that others can can know the truth of uh, of this and the the peace that's offered to them so that's the second word uh sense third one spirit uh jesus breathes and says receive the spirit now i'm to be honest, not completely sure what is going on here, but I lean towards the view that this is a, a symbolic gesture of their future reception of the Spirit. And I, I think that's the case mainly because there's no kind of indication here of an immediate radical change in the disciples as there was in Acts 2. Now, there may well be more going on here than that. But for our purposes today, what is important is that the reception of the Spirit is spoken of in the context of both receiving the peace, this peace that Jesus uh, uh, gives to them, and but not only this peace, but also in being sent. Um, Jesus, he, he, he talks about receiving the Spirit in the context of us having knowing the peace of God and us being sent out in the power of God to... Uh, to share the good news with others. The Holy Spirit testifies with our spirit that we're children of God and the Holy Spirit empowers us as we go out into the world to bring this message of peace to others. So quite a, a, a condensed, rich passage here. There's a lot, a lot going on, but it's just helpful to see the connections between these different things and the importance of the, of the Holy Spirit in, uh, in all of them, really. And finally, the final word, just forgiveness. Uh, let's just think about that word for a, for a moment. Um, Jesus tells them that they can pronounce forgiveness of sins. Um, I think that's probably the best way to, to put it. It's important to be clear that they are not forgiving sins in the way that God does. Jesus isn't, Jesus isn't saying to them, now you can forgive sins which only God can forgive really it's it's against him that we have sinned and it's it, we need to be forgiven by God so rather um under the, the direction of the spirit again it's in the context of the spirit in the context of this knowledge of, of Jesus' death and, and resurrection they are 
to, to recognize God's forgiveness where it comes through faith in Jesus. I think that's the, the best way of understanding this. This is he's 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 saying that you're going to have an authoritative affirmation and proclamation of the state in which someone stands before God. This is going to be a, your your words and your pronouncement on this is going to be a helpful. Uh, it's going to be helpful uh, as, as as the church of Jesus is built. Um, so I think that's the best way of understanding it, that the church has this function, this role that the gathered people of God, uh, the spirit filled people of God, the uh, the gospel preaching people of God, the Bible believing people of God, people who, who believe in the bodily resurrection of Jesus. We have we have this uh, this helpful function to proclaim the forgiveness of sins um, when we see people respond to the gospel. And uh, Matthew talks about a similar thing in some ways um, in the context of church discipline. Uh, but here the context is very much more one of evangelism. And um, it's, I guess it's one of the reasons why we, we at King's take baptism and church membership, membership seriously. There is um, uh, a making visible and an affirmation of uh, someone's declaration of faith in the Lord Jesus. Uh, and the, the fact that their sins are therefore genuinely forgiven if you if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord if you confess your sin if you turn from sin and turn to Jesus in faith there's a wonderful a security in the knowledge that our sins are forgiven that we can have and there's a part uh, the church has a part to play in that so uh, I think that's the best way of, of, of understanding that I hope that's that's, that's helpful um, let's just let's take a step back how wonderful to have peace with God and to know that we have this peace it's a peace promised by Jesus himself it's a peace that comes through faith in Jesus's death and resurrection it's a peace which is attested to by the written testimony of the first disciples the disciples that we've just read about here that John as he saw Jesus stand before him this is uh, we can have great confidence in this peace that we now have with God it's a peace testified to us by uh, by the spirit as god's spirit uh, testifies with our spirit that we're children of god and it's a peace indeed recognized by the church that we are um, we are a part of that we belong to so in closing i pray for us that we would know god's peace today in all these wonderful ways as we share it with others through our words and actions god bless you